Hey, everyone, it's Alana. And Jacqueline. Oh, shit. And oh. here's another episode of Black and Yellow coming in hot. Surprise. I'm back. Oh, it's the best surprise. What's up, Black and Yellow Nation? You are back for another episode. Back in the saddle with the original hosts of this show. It's gonna be it's gonna be a bittersweet episode. This is the last episode of the Black and Yellow podcast as the world knows it. Have no fear. I, Alana Webster here, will be launching a new podcast at the beginning of 2022. I will still be back in your ears, but today is our final episode of Black and Yellow, a podcast that myself and Jackie started four plus years ago. Oh my god, it seems like a lifetime. It really and, does. You um, know. Yeah, and so much has changed. So we wanted to, to do a little bit of a reflection episode uh, as our final ep. Yeah, uh, you know, as I was getting ready to record and setting everything up, I had this feeling of nostalgic. And, you know, in the winter, I remember when we were recording during the pandemic, I was like all mm. bundled up and we're, we're wearing scarves. And I know it just so happens that here we are again. And it was <laughs> this feeling of like, wow, we, we've done a lot. We've covered so much ground. And we started this at a friend's uh, apartment <laughs> yep. at mm-hmm. the end of mm-hmm. 2017. You know, Alana and I, yep. I mean, we, we've been having conversations like this for so long and then we decided I never forget that day you looked at me and you were like hey Jackie we should have a podcast and I just went (laughs) I never forget in the front of the White Horse Lounge in Pasadena where we were both working in the restaurant which is like I can't even those days are so long past over now man yeah I actually Um, forgot about that that bit of our our personal backstory that yeah we were working in a restaurant. That's how we met. We were working in a restaurant. I remember very clearly the first presidential debate with Trumpkin. And uh, it was the first round of presidential debates. And I remember him saying terribly unkind things about Chinese people, terribly unkind things about black people, terribly unkind things about Asian people writ large. And I do remember that being the catalyst of like, Jack, we had these conversations all the time. We've got to sit down and we've got to talk about them. We can do something here to to educate, to inspire, and to also show solidarity. I think that was a really big driving force behind wanting to do this show. Yeah, I think that's sort of, you know, um, how it all sort of came about. You know, the goal that uh, we both had in mind was that there was – I mean, crazy to think about how much time has passed, but during, at that time, there wasn't any talk about race or color. Um, and, and for us, it was personal in the sense of the entertainment industry. You know, um, there were no media outlets covering any sort of stories. There was there were no shows. There were no movies about you know a full Asian cast. I mean, just just to think about how Ooh. much has happened in the yeah. media itself. Uh, so that was sort of you know, for me, it was like, let's talk about things that aren't talked about enough in a way where we can just listen with an open heart and 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 not feel like it's someone against someone, you know? 100%. Yeah, when we started this, uh, this baby four plus years ago, I remember we had a very specific goal that we wanted to have the feeling of the show, uh, feel like 
your two girlfriends at a bar talking about race. We wanted to make conversations about race and gender less awkward and more nuanced. And I got to say, I think mission accomplished. I agree mm-hmm. with you. When we did this show, when we started this show, this show four years ago, uh, we would there would be conversations about race in the media. It felt like they were more uh, uh, pertaining to a shooting of an unarmed black man. They were very charged, that's for sure. <laughs> but I think they were uh, they tended to really sort of creep up when a shooting of an unarmed black individual or a murder of a black of an unarmed black individual would happen, and the conversations would sort of rise and die. And I also remember four years ago. Cops were getting off. People were getting away with murder, were murdering unarmed black people. Talk about how far we've come. Derek Chauvin has been, uh, is guilty and is in jail. Ahmaud Arbery's murderers are in jail. Kim Potter is on trial for the murder of Deshaun White. So I think in terms of how the world has changed, that is a huge change from when we sat down and started doing this show four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there has been so much more transparency and demand from the public and um, citizens and everything is just, there are goods and bads about all of it, I think, you know, when it comes to media and how everything is so accessible and at any at any time someone can just you know record something and play it right so in a sense there is no um what what is the word i'm trying to look for there's no censorship anymore right everything is just out there in the open at any time because we all have cell phones and we can all see it <laughs> you know um True. and and, Definitely. and yeah, yeah just I, I and i honestly feel like really really I see. I would say proud that we that I mean that we were able to to really have some tough conversations and and bring on really amazing, interesting guests to um, shed light on you know um, certain subjects and and for me the one of the greatest highlights of this show over time was getting feedback and responses from people that were listening to us that really brought me so much joy and that would that was what really kept me moving forward i would hear about an asian adoptee from the south you know raised by white parents and grew up in the south with being the only asian person in her entire high school like that is mind blowing, you know, and then finding our show. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like think um, helping people feel seen is one of the most rewarding reasons to do a podcast. I think mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest, uh, I want to say national changes, but hopefully turning more into an international change is when we started this, there was no conversation about stopping hate crimes against Asian Americans or Pacific Islanders like there is now. That was not happening when we started four years ago. Um, and for me, that is the, the, the most rewarding, I think, national, soon to be global change, because mm. it was change that really needed to happen. They were conversations that desperately needed to happen to keep our Asian American citizens safe. And we weren't having those conversations. I cannot mm. tell you how rewarding it now is to go to an organized march and when someone says say their name, someone in the crowd will yell Vincent Chin. Mm. I love that. I especially love when I turn around and try and 
identify that person, that person is, is, is a black person. That makes my heart really sing because mm. I do think that solidarity was a big through line of why we sat down and did this together. I don't think there were a lot of shows that really showed a strong solidarity between Asian Americans and African Americans. And so I was really proud to sit down and be a part of a show that could show that solidarity because look at where we are now. Look at how much more solidarity there is now between Asian Americans and African Americans. It makes me want to cry. Um, I'm not saying that our show like was the reason <laughs> that that's happening but I will definitely say I think our show is a factor I think that our show had some influence and I hope it continues to live on but to me that is uh probably one of the the uh the biggest takeaways from us doing four years of this show yes I definitely share the same sentiment as you do (laughs) so do you think we accomplished what we set out to do Alana I do. I do. I think you and I as a team definitely set out to accomplish having more nuanced conversations about race and feminism. Hopefully people are uh, approaching these conversations from a, a less awkward, less, oh my God, I hate talking about this. I just don't know how to say or how to say it. I hope people are coming at it uh, from the angle of I know what I know and what I don't know I'm willing to learn. But I'm not willing to shy away from these very important conversations. It, too much is on the line. Silence is violence. We have now learned that. And um, that is still a sentiment that's here to stay. So I, I think we have. What about you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was I – mean, I mean, we're probably – this is like a perfect segue into um, the next – I guess the next topic that we wanted to talk about was for me – there was an equal amount of doing this, you know, for my community and for women, but in a way it was a very extremely healing process for myself um, as an immigrant, as someone who didn't grow up with feminism, as someone who didn't have a, a mother or, or parent figures who were active um, in activism. And, and, and that just, you know, that wasn't, uh, necessarily something that we talked about in my household. Not not good or bad. It was just not in their radar as immigrants coming to America. That's just not what they were thinking about, you know? Um, so for me, it was sort of interesting to, 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 to kind of reflect and, and see that I feel like as as the world was beginning to wake up, in a way, I was also beginning to wake up to all these things. And Oh, I love that. I got <laughs> chills hearing you say that. <laughs> so uh, for me, it was almost like an in tandem type of uh, a healing and growth and being able to kind of experience it together with our listeners and with you. And it, it was, I do, I, I definitely think that, that we accomplished because accomplished everything we set out to do because after all of this, I, I definitely feel a sense of, of, of healing and, and growth and, and sort of this kind of comprehensive education that, that, we, that we, you know, <laughs> sought to uh, teach with comedy, with jokes, with tears. Yep. I, we know we, exactly. there was a lot of colors. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. No pun intended. 
Yeah, I would definitely say on a personal on a personal note, I um I never knew how to be my own boss Ooh. until this show. I had a very hard time disciplining myself and and um, governing myself if I if I felt sort of unwieldy and unwily. And this show definitely helped to streamline that for me. I mean, uh. for any listeners who are thinking about having a podcast. Having a podcast that you release once a week will definitely keep you focused. And <laughs> if that is something that you are interested in and you feel like I could really step up my personal discipline, I can really step up um, uh, uh, how I manage myself and my work and what I put into the world. A podcast that is released weekly will definitely help you to do that. But I also think, and this is a very strange thing to say, I remember when we started this show, I was a chain smoker like nobody's business. I would you smoke were. cigarettes like crazy before doing this show. And there was a combination of sitting down and knowing that like I had to talk for 45 minutes an hour and like, yo, those cigarettes, that's not the business. That's not helping you do anything. And I also think coupled with the fact that like people are just smoking less in general in, yes. in this world that we are living in, which also very much helped to like, cut that but also working alongside you not just remotely but Jackie I'm gonna take it way back because remember when we were recording in the back seat of my car on leather seats in the dead of summer yes girl we were there we would be sweating it out for any any listeners that maybe came a little bit later like there was a, a year period where Jackie and I were in the back of my Honda CRV on hot leather seats we both live in Southern California so Recording the show during the summer was extra <laughs> gnarly. Trust and believe me. But you want to know something? We might have sweat buckets. We would get into my car in like normal looking clothes. By the end, we drenched with our own sweat and satisfaction because we were creating content that we really believed in. And it didn't matter how hot it was outside or in my car. I don't. I, I encourage no one to record in the dead of summer on 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 leather seats. That is a recipe for heat stroke, if I've ever heard one. Um, but that I mention that because that is the conviction that we had in doing this show and in in bringing this content to you guys. We really, really believe that the conversations we were having were super important and really timely and really critical, and they could not wait. No, they could not wait until it was cooler outside. They couldn't. We had to record them in 101 degree heat to get them out because that is what we wanted to share with the world. So I'm glad Ooh. those days are behind us and we My have like studios goodness. now. Mm-hmm. But I just I had to bring up the car years. The car <laughs> years, that was that rough middle. Ooh, that, that was Bye. like the, uh, the the junior high years. Yes. <laughs> The growing pains, the braces, exactly, the, uh, the exactly. awkward forehead pimples, the what do I do with oh, my breasts? Man. What are these things? That was the like... pen 15 stage of this show. Yes. Oh, gosh. I was wondering when that car, when the car recordings were going to come up because they oh. were quite funny now looking back i literally yeah. just laughed for like 30 seconds as you were doing that whole spiel like if you guys can't see me but i, I, post- I, I had my head like i was like foreheading like for palm to forehead you know <laughs> i will post a, a, a picture of that to our social it is definitely worth a funny little look but yeah i was not there's no way we could sit down here and recount 
this show yes. and reflect without <laughs> talking about yeah. the, wearing the like feet years. tiny shorts and like yeah. cotton t-shirt to absorb all the mm-hmm. sweat Definitely. and then yeah just those breaks oh we gotta take a break we open oh. all of the doors <laughs> we cool off just towels exactly like but, but again like that was the strength of our conviction for the show is like we had to get these conversations out there and i i remember when we were just talking about stereotypes and then the world sort of exploded and we had um we sort of segued from the stereotypes to moving into all of the myriad of topics that that the world was contending with i mean i think about the fact that we podcasted all the way through the meat yeah. Um, and what that was like. And I hesitate to say like, oh, we are post Me Too because I don't think a movement like that ever ends. No. Think about Peng Shui, the tennis star in China who is going through her own Me Too movement or her own Me Too situation right now and our hearts go out to her. But um, yeah, that podcasting through Me Too and really having the um, feeling a strong need to talk about it. I also think about Hollywood getting blacker and yellower. As yeah. entertainers, that was Ooh. a really exciting thing to see. Yes, yes, most definitely. Yeah, in terms of just the past four plus years, you know, the world really has changed so much from the Me Too movement, from the presidencies, from um, entertainment, from, and then, you know, oh, just the pandemic. Like, that's oh, yeah. all. You know, that we're oh, still yeah. we're still dealing with today on a personal level, on a business level, on on so many other things that we things came up for so many people that we didn't we didn't think had that were caused by the pandemic, you know? Uh so much that I I can't the world from when we started to now is is very different. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And And I don't know and, about you, but I for me, like podcasting during the pan- the pandemic it really kept me sane during a mm. time when everything was going insane. Mm, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Uh, I, I can agree in terms of like to be able to talk to people, different people during the pandemic, people from different countries, from different time zones, from different backgrounds. That was something that brought me a lot of joy because we're cooped up at home and part of for me part of going out and talking to people you know there is a joy in connecting with people in different areas of life at work right but then now no one's going to work so you're not talking to anyone anymore you're not seeing other people that aren't like you and I find a lot of joy in that and so to be able to have created that you know um during the pandemic was was very fulfilling and I think was was definitely a blessing for for me definitely yeah, definitely. I think that, excuse me, during a time where a lot of people were cooped up inside and unsure of what to do, it was always nice to have the work of the podcast, the research of the podcast to do. And it felt like I was, felt like we were still doing something. It felt like I was still keeping my brain sharp and not falling into um, like a grief spiral, which is was very easy to do at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, right in that like messy middle as well. So it kept us saying so thank you again black and yellow podcast yes thank you thank you big question that i have is how have we changed since doing this show oh boy oh girl (laughs) 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 um i i've definitely 
feel like I have evolved and changed immensely in terms of just how I feel as a woman, um, as a daughter, as a human on this planet. Um, you know, I would say 2020, for a lot of people, 2020 was the worst year of their lives in terms of, you know, a pandemic happening and everything. And in a weird way, I've said this before to many people, but 2020 was the best year of my life. Um, Mm. in terms of just, I, and to any new listeners out there or any returning listeners, thank you for being here. I'm sure you've heard a lot about my journey, my ups and downs. Alana, in certain areas, have been a lot more stable than I have. And that's just life <laughs> and, and our different journeys in life, you know. But definitely. I'm definitely aware of that. And, and um, yeah, I think, you know, um, I, I didn't I didn't have a lot of stability in my life, you know, Um from you know being raised by single mom and and how that that created a lot of things inside of me but i was always someone you know pre pandemic who was always like searching and seeking for the outside or or going 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 boom 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 never really stopping and i would get sick a lot and i mm. was a workaholic and i resented a lot of people in my life and i just wasn't overall the healthiest person that i could have been and if it wasn't for the pandemic for me to really sort of have like no job, no career, like no home. I sort of just like like reset, you know, and and moved in mm-hmm. with my aunt. And it was just like I got to have this literally this reset button. And not many people get that in their lives, right? That is it, true. Yeah. In a way where like, yes, I'm resetting, but so is the resetting happen externally. So I'm sort of forced to reset, right? Mm-hmm. So – because of that, I, I I think I read like twenty five books in twenty twenty. Oh my god! I kid you not. I made a list. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I read twenty five books, which meaning I was like, and I re- and I counted like I was reading some like twice in a row. Like after I finished it, I was, sure. that was too good. I got to read it again. So yeah, I read twenty five books, and that and I felt like I went through some sort of like not sabbatical, but I just put myself through this intense <laughs> education. <laughs> Where I was, you know, just really absorbing and thinking about how can I change my life? How can I turn this around? Because I never want to be in this place again, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, right? All of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a brand new butterfly, like out of a cocoon. <laughs> oh, yes. Fly, you beautiful monarch. Fly. I love hearing that. No, I definitely remember, I think you and I were in a very similar place when we started this. I think that we had uh, what I would call like scattered interests and hopes and dreams, but we weren't entirely sure how to uh, make them gel and coalesce in a way that would, uh, that, that was meaningful to us. I definitely mm. was there. Man, the White Horse years, those were some dark years. Those um, were dark those years. Were dark, <laughs> dark years uh, where I was like, I want to I want to have important conversations. I also want to chase this acting dream of mine. And I remember at, during that time that was not happening. Right. And through doing this podcast, I think also really deciding the kind of person that I wanted to be, uh, mm-hmm. a healthier person, a more mm-hmm. active person in terms of activism, not in terms of like exercise. Um and I wanted to walk through the world in a way that made the world a better place for women and for people of color and I think there was also just a personal part of me that was like girl 
you uh, had some problematic teen years. You made it, you might have not been the nicest person when you were younger. Like, let's let's atone. It's mm. time to to make right for the sins of your past. And um, the show has definitely helped me to do that. And I could not be prouder of the work that we have done. Um, never in a million years did I think that we were, would like sell merch on the show, <laughs> which like during the pandemic. We were selling face masks. I love that we've also lived through a time and we're able to podcast through a time where more women were in positions of leadership, more mm-hmm. women now uh, rule our world more than ever before, and that number will only go, go up. Um, yeah, like I, I, I'm immensely proud of the work that we have done and the mm-hmm. women that we have turned out to be. So now the big question is, what's next? Ooh, well, <laughs> Alana, what's next, for you, uh, what's next for me? Um, I'm sort of in this place right now where um, I am starting to really dive into what I, you know, want to do in life. And for returning listeners or new listeners, again, just that's kind of how Alana and I sort of connected as well. We were both actresses, you know, we both have an a theater background and we love art and we love movies and movie making. And that's a big part of our connection in terms of, you know, our friendship. Um, But, you know, things change, life changes. And at some point I decided, you know, this isn't for me, at least not for now. Um, Oh, I accidentally booked a commercial. It's like so funny how things happened. Um, Yeah. It was like supposed to be for my mom. And then they auditioned, like they wanted a daughter to audition. And then I auditioned with her. And then the spot changed, oh, and then right I got it. Yeah, and I was like, it was just like the universe being like, maybe do you want to do this again? Because it's like I'm, I'm not even trying to mm-hmm. act, and I still booked. So, anyways, that's just sure. like a funny little story that happened recently, and so I might go back to dabble in some commercial work. I'm not entirely sure yet, but um, I'm starting school in January um, to Brad. become a fertility educator and um, a sexual health educator. So that is something that I'm very passionate about. And um, I definitely also want to become a doula and possibly a midwife. So a birth worker. So there's a lot on the line and a lot of studying. And I'm just excited to be able to, um, you know, provide that service and to just be there for for women too. It's it's all along the lines of of helping women and 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 we all need the help because oof it's mm-hmm. we're not we don't always get it from Rough where we there. need it. Yep. You know? So the more support we can have, it, you know, I don't think a lot of Asian women have that kind of support in terms of sexual health and hormonal health. It's still not even a thing we think about. And in some cases, people might think it's a luxury, which to me, it's like a necessity. So, you know, it's just anyway. So um, that's for me kind of. I start school in January and I'm sort of on the path that. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. So we'll we'll see. The women that you help are going to be very, very lucky to be in your care. I would know because I have worked alongside you for so long. And so I have siphoned some of that care. Yeah. And it's always, uh, it's it's very, very much uh, a change from the inside out as opposed to the outside mm. in. I've learned mm. that from you, Jackie. Mm. So I'm Thank eternally uh, uh, thankful for you and also mm. like very lucky for the women that you are going to help in your Oh, I appreciate the kind words and the support. 
what about you? Tell us all about this new podcast you have coming in hot in 2022. Yeah, so we're... So I think that Black and Yellow uh, has existed a lot in the informational space. We would talk Mm. about early on, it was like talking about stereotypes, where they came from, why they still persist, and how we can change them, uh, which then morphed into more current eventy, what's happening in our world, whether it's, uh, you know, like Hollywood's diversity issue, or the Me Too movement, or, you know, any myriad of things. Um, And I want to move out of the information space and into the problem-solving space. So in 2022, I'm going to relaunch a podcast. I think we're going to use this same, um, oh God, I'm very terrible at talking tech. We're going to use this same channel for a little bit uh, before switching over to a brand new RSSS feed. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. right. Yes, you are. I I can already hear our producer laughing at me right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I want to... uh, figure out uh, problems that exist for Black women, for Asian women, for women of color writ large, and I want to provide women with the tools to change them. So at Mm. the moment, I'm working on a month of shows all about how to find pleasure after sexual harassment, after Me Too, how do we uh, help Mm. women find pleasure both in a sexual way, but also keep them safe uh, from a, a legal standpoint. I want to talk about where some sexist wedding traditions came from and how you can knock them out because 2022 is the year that I'm getting married. Ooh, she's getting Um, hitched. uh, And through that process, let me tell you, there are so many sexist traditions I did not know existed, but I have a microphone, I have a voice, and I've got great guests uh, coming up that will help me to to, to dead those, to give my listeners uh, tools that they can use to overcome those sort of sexist in their own time i'm gonna mm. talk about activism i'm gonna talk about breastfeeding yeah all in the name of problem solving i want to solve your problems i want to give you the tools to solve your problems at the moment i don't have a title for the show i was That's just teasing i was just gonna yeah, ask, yeah, tell, us, tell us the name that tell is not me teasing i'm like between a couple of different names i'm not entirely sure which one is going to fit at the moment but yeah, 2022, talking about feminism, talking about race, solving your problems. And the show is going to be a, a twice monthly Bi-monthly. episode drop. Yeah, exactly. So as opposed to having four episodes a month, I'm going to have two. The four episode, it is very rewarding. It is also a ton of work. <laughs> yes. Very happy that I have that experience under my podcasting belt. But uh, it's going to be a bi-monthly thing. Uh starting in January. So I, excuse me about that. That was my alarm, my bad. Uh, so I cannot wait for January to get here. I cannot wait for you to hear the new show. I think you guys are going to love it. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for I'm more, so... for, more at, for more information. I'm so excited for you. And I can, I don't know. It, I know you don't have a name, but I just hear like problem solving with Alana Webster. Like it's just, yeah, it feels I, very <laughs> like, you know, this like, you know, you go into this, this space of, um, you know, just a cup of coffee and you sit back and, and you listen to Alana and her expertise with her guests. <laughs> and, and I think it could just, it's just such an, probably will be such an enjoyable process and to be able to critically think for yourself and to think 
in in ways that you haven't before and to be challenged and and all that um i am so happy for you and and proud that you've been able to kind of segue from from this into that and and you know providing um people with what you like and what you're good at and you know just giving back that's all part of part of this right so oh my god thank you. you so much for saying that yeah i it's all in the name of of making life and the world better for women and people of color i think that i am firmly that is what i am here on this earth to do mm. by golly until i can't do it anymore i will continue to do it but mm. until this until this life is great for women of color is great yes. for women period uh, there's yes. a lot of work to be done you know? i agree i agree yeah one thousand percent oh man it's one collective sigh this is it, guys. This is our last Black and Yellow episode. It has been such a reward and such a treat to talk to you, spend four years with you. We love you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Be back next year, back in your ears. Um, do not be alarmed. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. And again, we'll be back in January. I won't be releasing classics. But if you want to to go back into our black and yellow catalog, you absolutely can. But I'll be back January 2022. Get ready. But until then, we love you guys. We stand with you. We see you. And without you, we could not have done this. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. And we'll always be here on the Black and Yellow show. So we exactly we will always be your black and yellow girlfriends. One hundred percent. Yes. We love you guys. Happy holidays. Until January 2022, stay safe. Stay woke. Oh, my God. I haven't said that in so long. Oh, stay my woke, God. Stay safe. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.